Today's episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Singing Lessons with me, Gabby. All right, guys, match my note. La. La. Something. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Thursday the 11th of November 2021. I'm Dom Knight. Hello, Charles Firth once again. And Dom, I don't want to alarm anyone, but I think you should be extremely scared. Really? I mean, that's generally how I approach life, as you know, (laughs) but is there actually a reason for my massive paranoia? Yes. So China has been building these enormous shapes in the desert. Oh, is it like a beautiful artwork or something? Uh, No, they are aircraft carrier shapes and aircraft destroyer carrier shapes and railway track shapes. Hmm. And they're in a uh, desert in Xinjiang. And the whole thing is they are shaped identically to all the different types of uh, US US aircraft carriers that, that are out there. So, I mean, I can see how that's chilling yeah. on the one hand, but I can also see how that might be quite comedic because if the troops are trained to defeat flat cardboard aircraft carriers, <laughs> they're going to get a terrible shock when they see the real ones that are armed with, like, guns and stuff. No, but this is the thing, right? So so they are, they're being used for target practice. Like, that is explicitly what they're being used for. They Actually, they've mocked them up quite realistically. Mm. So all the f- places where there's a funnel or something like that where, you know, you need to drop the bomb... They've put in a funnel. Like, oh. they're sort of like 3D models. So from the air, it would actually... Yeah, they, right. look, they look really chillingly good. And they're the exact same size. It's just amazing. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure that China is planning to go to war against America at any point in the next, you know, five seconds. I mean, that does sound quite concerning. Are you sure it's not some sort of reality TV show? Yeah, you might think that. China has said that it's legitimate and in our national interest to be carrying out these um, exercises. Mm. And the type of missile that they've been using to practice on these aircraft carriers are known colloquially in China as the carrier killer missiles, oh. also known as the DF-21D ballistic missiles. So okay. I, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, it, it does sound a little bit reality TV, but it sounds also more, Dom, like just reality. Okay? I, mean, I was just hoping it was like, I'm a celebrity, get me off this giant replica of an American aircraft carrier. But, yeah. I mean, I think I should do what we do, Charles, mm. which is that we have all these military exercises with our allies in the Pacific and yes. Darwin, and we pretend that they're not about China. Yes. We don't yes. actually have an exact model of Chinese <laughs> planes and warships. Yes. We just say, oh, it's just about mm. global security and, yes. and so on. Yes. Can't they just sort of pretend? Yes, although I, I have a feeling their posture is sort of the opposite of that at the moment because the, that's the other thing they've announced, which is just, I mean, it, like, I know this is worrying, but there's actually an even more worrying detail uh, buried in, in these reports. A new Pentagon report, meanwhile, says China is rapidly expanding its nuclear arsenal and could have 1,000 warheads by 2030. 1,000 nuclear warheads, Dom, by 2030. I mean, I don't even know what a hypersonic weapon is. That sounds very fast. That's very, very fast, Dom. And they can wipe us out. A thousand nuclear warheads. We've got to be worried about China. Do you know how many warheads China has? I've always said that Taiwan belongs to China. (laughs) I'm a fan of the one China policy. I mean, Hong Kong, I'm glad that they crushed those annoying dissidents in Hong Kong with their bloody umbrellas. Yes. I mean, a thousand nuclear warheads. By 2030, that's almost a quarter as many nuclear warheads as US has currently. Oh, (laughs) 
So is all that's happening that they're catching up to a tiny little bit of parody of the ridiculously overwhelming amount of stuff that the US has been stockpiling for years? Well, put it this way. Even in 2030, if everything goes according to plan, the US military will still spend more than the rest of the world's militaries, including China, combined. So their, their military expenditure is still predicted to be more than 50% of total military expenditure across the world. So, I mean, that would reassure me if I wasn't also quite scared of someone nuts in charge of the US and bringing <laughs> us all to war. That's why we should be worried. In today's show, Charles is going to spin another one of those yarns of his for fiction or furphy. And then it is Home Alone's 31st anniversary. And, uh, of course, that's a, that's a real reason to celebrate, isn't it? Our afternoon edition will feature the wonderful Sammy Shah talking about approval ratings and is there even a preferred Prime Minister in this country anymore anyway? In a moment, let's head to Rebecca Dayanamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Gearing toward an upcoming election, the leader of the opposition has announced his party is committed to getting Australians faster, more modernised, fast train announcements. Albanese claims this light rail announcement is different to previous years and that he has big plans to see the light rail announcement through until one day after the election. Staying on transport, Morrison unveiled a $250 million plan to get more electric cars on the roads after he learned the car's AI can be programmed to exclusively run over Labor voters. This answers the philosophical dilemma of Scott's trolley problem, which ponders if it's more ethical to destroy your opposition or the future of the entire planet. In education news, as students complete their Year 12 exams, the rate of fires across the country have increased by 9,000% due to students burning their notes. In response to the wild spread of ceremonial notebook bonfires, Morrison has already fled to Hawaii. That's the latest headlines from The Chaser Report. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and anyone who ever said you aren't defined by your ATAR was lying to your face. Did I mention mine was 99.95? Today's episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Singing Lessons With Me, Gabby. Okay, guys, Adele, hello from the chorus. One, two, three, and get it now. We could have had it all. No, wrong song. Wrong, wrong. Rolling in the deep. No, Santa, 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 wrong song. So we're here with Gabby, Lachlan and Alexa. And uh, I've always said that 31 years is the roundest number to celebrate when it comes to anniversaries. <laughs> of course. And Alexa, you've got some news about a 31st anniversary coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's the 31st birthday of Home Alone. Woo! Yeah, 
very exciting. Ooh, 31 years of child neglect. I, I've actually just never seen Home Alone because I, I was born in 2000. Which Lachlan. Oh, my God. What do you, you do around Christmas? Like, I, yeah, don't you watch it at Christmas time? Yes. I, I watch Elf. Look, Elf yeah. is a fine Christmas movie, but Elf... Elf is more problematic Elf. than Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Fully grown men acting wait, like wait. a child. It's just a fucking societal statement, isn't it, Elf? Let's wait till December before you tell us why Elf is a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We've got to wait for the 31st anniversary of Elf. Mm. But today it's Home Alone. Um, have any of you guys watched it recently? Not super recently. Probably last Christmas. Yeah, last Christmas. And yeah, you, never. You didn't notice anything weird about the movie? I I mean, I think it's a good movie. I think it's weird that the cops weren't there to arrest the mother when she came back. What I found out recently about the plot of Home Alone is that it's just monstrous right-wing propaganda that you couldn't get away with these days. What? Oh my! What a terrible, terrible thing to watch during Christmas. <laughs> it's this, it's this crazy movie where you've got like. Um, a family of like 40 kids who live together <laughs> and the whole premise of every single movie is that they all always have the money to go on vacation and this <laughs> one of 40 kids gets left behind in the mansion and he spends the entire movie doing like lethal and humiliating um, attacks on on the the burglars. Yeah, on on the burglars. How is that right wing? Well, here's the thing. Because they're the baddies. Charles, you guys watch this? Yeah. <laughs> What? You're monsters. Why? I guess we're in the Christmas spirit. No, no, no. They are villains. They're real baddies. It's Joe Pesci. They've got Italian accents. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally plotting to steal. The, like the whole plot is to steal they're, Christmas. They're robbers. They're Look, literally robbers. The, yeah. the craziest part is that none of this was necessary. Like he he overhears them plotting to rob his house, mm. and he's he lives in a mansion, and it's not just a mansion in a bougie neighborhood. It is the best mansion on the street, mm. as the robbers say themselves. Look, that house is the only reason we started working this block in the first place. Ever since I laid eyes on that house, I wanted it. So they, they want to rob the house and Kevin knows and he has no reason to be there. He can go, he goes to the church at one point where he's completely safe, but he's like, fuck this. <laughs> I want to go back and set some traps. <laughs> and and then so, uh, some vigilante justice. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's justice in that it's like completely legal in in Illinois where the movie's set. Because <laughs> um, they have this castle doctrine law where um, essentially if you if you feel threatened, regardless of what the legitimate threat is, you're allowed to exert any kind of force against intruders to your house. Mm. So he takes his opportunity to go back home and just do things that would kill a normal person if it wasn't a cartoonish <laughs> movie. Uh, okay. Now I yeah. understand why it's an American Christmas Yeah, movie. yeah, exactly. Wait, but hang on. So but you admit that it's a cartoonish thing. Like, Are you saying it's that slapstick. Tom and Jerry is right-wing propaganda because well, they hit each other? No, no. Well, it's because there's no there's no class imbalance between them. They're just, <laughs> they're just two people in a, in a house diametrically opposed to each other. Right. This, it, it, it's wild because it's not just the burglars. Like, it would be like, okay, maybe they deserve it because they're trying to... Rob they're a poor house. people trying to rob a house. You know, you probably shouldn't rob a house. But he does it to just any working class person. So there's, <laughs> before the burglars come, he doesn't just fuck with burglars. He fucks with the pizza delivery boy oh, yeah. who's like maybe like five years older than him, but just poor. So as the pizza delivery boy is coming, um, Kevin kind of plays this like <laughs> 20s gangster movie to like make the pizza delivery boy think he's getting shot at. You're it telling me <laughs> that the pizza delivery guy deserved that. Well, hang on, hang on. He pays the pizza delivery guy. He, he doesn't tip him, and that's why he shoots yeah. him. Ah, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do admit that there are some problematic things with your class-based analysis. I find so funny about this is that this kid's, what, like 11 in the first movie, right? Yeah. 10, 11. <laughs> and instead of just doing what any – like if I – 
you know what, if I were 25 and this happened to me, but if I were 10 or 11 and I was left home alone, my parents completely forgot about me on an overseas trip. I'm not going to spend time thinking I could kick some burglar butt. I'd be running to the neighbors going, well, I guess I'm your child for the next 10 days. Like I'd be like, I've been left home alone and then docs would be on the case. Or you could call the police, which yeah. he does do at the end of the movie, meaning that it was completely, completely. nonsense. Like everything he was doing yeah. before that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I think he just the saw, police I, come think, anyway. I think a world-class sociopath in the making saw an opportunity to train up his serial killer skills exactly. as a young age and he went, no one's going to suspect I, this. I, I still think that it's legitimate for you to not want to, like for him to try and take out the bad, like the robbers, like but, surely. But I mean, I mean it, even if they are poor, they're still robbers. No, I think you can make this argument for the first one, but then the, the second one is even wilder because he's like in New York, he defrauds some like um, he defrauds some hotel <laughs> to go the, to the go Macaulay to you know yeah. oh, I know the second one. That's the the one with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Donald Trump right. shows up and he's a good guy. And he tra- the second one's so wild as well because he's not even robbing his house anymore. He's in a different city and they want to rob a toy store. <laughs> so he lures them from the toy store to an abandoned house and does the same crazy shit. Okay, to wait, them. Are, these, are these movies... <laughs> the <again>? Saw franchise? <laughs> he, does, he just does such insane stuff to them. It's like it's either lethal, it's either stuff that should kill you, but it doesn't because it's a kid's Slapstick. movie. Slapstick. Or it's just really humiliating. Like he, he does stuff where he like burns them alive and he like electrocutes them until they become see-through and you can see their skeleton. Actually, I'm starting to understand <laughs> Abu Ghraib. Do you remember Abu Ghraib? Because if this film was made in 1990, then the kids who went over and committed all those torture war crimes against prisoners in Iraq would have grown up with Home Alone as their Christmas movie, wouldn't they? Super innovative ways to torture people. Yes. Well, well, thank you very much, Alex. It's um, it's very enlightening. I've decided um, after this that I'm I'm not going to show... My kids home alone anymore. Good choice. But I am going to join them up to the uh, Australian Communist Party. Mm. <laughs> you, you obviously know how. Oh to yeah, I'll get, get, them, into. get them in. Yeah. That's the one of only two communists in Australia. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yes, welcome to another instalment of Fiction or Furthy. This is the game where Charles Firth, with a similar name, it's a bit confusing, he tells a story and our panel of Gabby and Alex have to work out whether it is fiction, that means totally made up, or Furthy, which is fundamentally true, but a bit exaggerated. Are we ready to go, Alexa? Oh, I'm I'm so ready. I've been practising lying all morning. Gabby, you weren't right last time. Do you think you can get this one? No. <laughs> uh, this game has no stakes. I, I really don't care how it goes. <laughs> Well, you can you can have a beer afterwards. All right, Charles, crack one, tell one. Okay, so I don't know whether this one ever made it to air, but when I was uh, the US correspondent for the war and everything, the Iraq War was on, and there was this huge scandal for a while. Do you remember Abu Ghraib? The mm. the sort of scandal where they beautiful place. The, the US forces tortured all these uh, prisoners of war completely illegally. Like it was just 
an abomination of human rights. But they did things like make the prisoners dress up in gimp suits and things like that. It was really weird sadomasochistic stuff. And so we thought it would be funny if I dressed up in a gimp suit and then went to Times Square where there was, because it was the Iraq War, there was a sort of army recruitment centre right in the middle of Times Square and knock on the door and sort of go, oh, look, I've heard you're into this stuff. Um, You know, maybe we could get something going. So... I go along, I'm dressed up as a gimp, I'm in Times Square. And the thing that we didn't really, we didn't really recce it properly because I sort of, I thought I'd just be able to walk in, but the door was locked. And so I was there sort of ringing the doorbell, knocking on the door. This went on for like five minutes until, yeah, through the intercom, somebody went, go away, (laughs) like that. But I just persisted until this other guy, this sort of completely clean cut guy with a backpack on, came from behind me, grabbed me, and put me in the most painful arm lock you I have ever felt, right? And I'm still in character going, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, treat me rough, man. Because that was the whole point of the sketch, right? Like, but it was, like, so painful. And he keeps on going, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. And so, yeah, like, yeah, so am I. I'm into this role play. And then, and then he, he just pulls the shirt up and reveals that he's got a fucking gun on him, right? a oh. handgun. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm out of character now. Okay, sorry, I'll go away. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever made it to air, but it was it was fun while it lasted. What do we Did think, you- Gabby? Is it fiction or furphy? This is hard because I seem to remember watching an episode when I was young where Chaz was mm. in a gimp suit. Like, I know you definitely had a gimp yeah. suit on set. I feel <laughs> like this is fiction only because Charles says he was in an arm lock again and he didn't say the words I'll go peacefully so I feel like <laughs> it can't be a furphy well I don't know I went I went to a big old arms dealer convention and I'm pretty sure I saw a lot of gimp outfits I, <laughs> I just don't believe that they wouldn't have taken him on immediately <laughs> like it's it's sleek it's robust it's dynamic yeah. how I, could I they think. resist exactly uh, well no uh, you're both wrong it's a furphy it's true they're both like, wrong they both thought it was it, fictitious yeah you're both wrong again the, in fact the only embellishment at all was that he didn't actually show me a gun what he showed me was his US Army badge, like really official looking Army badge. Like, oh. And that's what made you stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... Uh, oh, I now just... that the badge is out, boys, I can't keep it going. He was he was deadly serious. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been to that recruiting station uh, when visiting New York and you definitely feel the weight of 9-11, shall you say. Um, this has been Fiction or Furphy. Furphy, unbelievable. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Singing Lessons With Me, Gabby. Okay, guys, my mama makes me mash my mini M&M's. Let's go. One, two, three, four. My mama makes me mash my mini M&M's on a Monday morning. Next, my mama makes me mash my mini M&M's on a Monday morning. My mama makes me mash my bed and leave my house and go to work and then I have to pay rent and she says, Gabby, you're doing nothing with your fucking life. And, like, my mama makes me fucking go and do... Hey, Gabby, we... Do I hit that in a falsetto or? Fuck you guys. This is all for free. Charles, just before we go, my worst nightmare as a dad of a kid in childcare happened uh, yesterday in the news. Two two two-year-olds broke out of a childcare centre. What? And was seen running towards a busy freeway. Unfortunately, Mm. someone pulled over in time and and managed to kind of scoop them up and take them to safety. But can you imagine how upsetting that would be for the parents? 
That is incredible. So it's like the Great Escape, but the toddler version of the Great Escape. Yeah, and the yeah. childcare centre has been fined fifteen thousand dollars as a result of. Your kid, uh, was this your childcare centre? No, 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 oh, not okay. my child. But like, it's in Queensland. Yeah, right, okay, good. Oh, well, that's all right. But it made me think: should we really be punishing the childcare centre or rewarding the kids <laughs> yeah, for their so. ingenuity? Because I mean, that is pretty impressive. If they can figure that out, they'll be able to like hack into Australia's mm. enemies, and who knows what they'll be able to do. Yes, they could be super kids. Spies, actually, you know what we should do? We should recruit them to the tracer, and we could for stunts, for stunts, and also bank heists. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Stop those two kids! Oh, imagine a remake of Ocean's Eleven, but it was all like two-year-olds and three-year-olds. That would be the cutest thing ever. (laughs) And I just imagine the pranks you can play, like. Mm. Uh, on when the prime minister comes up and goes, "Oh, hello," and the, the kid just—I don't <laughs> know what—punches him in the face. <laughs> Great, and and also no harm, no foul. You can't really be charged as a child, so that's true. Yeah. It's the perfect cover. <laughs> So I think my, I should see if my daughter's interested in becoming a kind of criminal mastermind. Yep, okay, yep, that's done. So, I mean, thank you, Negligent Queensland <laughs> Child Care Centre, for encouraging me to uh, exploit my child. That's a great idea. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. And the best way to complain about what we just said is to go to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. I mean, you've got to do five stars. That's just the rules of the mm. site is that you've got to put five stars, yeah. but write and, anything you want. And maybe write something about the new... You know, morning and afternoon format. Do you think that's the way to go or should we just go back to one a day? Please just say go back to one a day. (laughs) This afternoon's guest is Sammy Shah. That's going to drop in your feed at about 3pm. See you then. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.